0: Polyhedron is a production of Headcanon Games, LLC. Please bookmark Headcanon Games for the latest in Polyhedron news. Polyhedron is sponsored by listeners like yourself. If you would like to become a patron of Polyhedron, please go to patreon.com polyhedron. Now on with your show. Welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and as always I have my two co hosts here, Ryan. Scott, stop sending me unsolicited dick
1: pics for fuck's sake. I thought it was whimsical. Oh. And Scott Cuban. How's it going? I'm not hey. I am not I, I am am not now, nor will I ever send anyone unsolicited dick pics.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's not that pretty. Speaking it's just of not whimsy. that pretty <laughs> Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Polyhedron. Um, so how is everyone? Obviously, dick pics aside, what's been going
2: on? Uh well, it's a long weekend. Oh we're yeah, gonna yeah. Fire we're... off some fucking fireworks tonight. It's gonna Ooh. be awesome.
1: Uh, sadly, I can't do that. Uh, my lovely, my my lovely bride Kelly is uh, fireworks averse. Oh, so, no. yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, I've been like going
0: that. to a whole bunch of like family barbecues and cookouts and stuff. I don't like, like loud that, noises so. either, but the Chinese makes
2: it all okay. That's
1: true. Uh, yeah, no, well, I mean, if you can't figure it out, we're recording this on 4th of July weekend, uh, so, uh. I know. Happy birthday, Freedom.
2: Happy birthday, Freedom. (laughs) Dating the podcast. (laughs) America. I don't
0: know.
1: Oh, that's,
2: dating a podcast is not a bad thing. I don't, I don't think so. Some people are weird about it. I don't, I don't get it.
0: But anyways, what's been going on in the realm of RPGs? I got a few things. You guys got anything?
1: Yeah, I got something. Uh, This is something that interests me. Um, Apparently a production company by the name of Lucky Day is collaborating with White Wolf. And they're doing a documentary about Vampire. Yeah, I've read about that. That's super rad. I know, like, they're going into the history of it, like, and what they're doing now with it. Um, I am super intrigued to see that, because, damn, son.
2: I'll have news once every four episodes, so <laughs> I've got about three more weeks to go.
1: So please, hey, hey, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You, hey, man, you I, your
2: quota. I, I went hardcore last time, so. It's true. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, no, that's that documentary sounds super interesting because that kind of lore is not very well documented. It's all in like hearsay and people's conversations, especially way before the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we
2: were we were we were lucky, quote unquote, enough to know like tons of people who were like who stayed in the house that White Wolf built and stuff like that, yeah. and just like hear all these crazy ass stories. But a lot of people are just, I realized that you know. Van- the white wolf games aren't just a southeastern thing people all over the goddamn country play it so End the world and the world so yeah it, it's a little like we have a weird proximity to this yeah thing it, that not many people have
1: yeah we we you know us atlanteans uh like it, it's kind
0: of I, I need to i uh, know i'm picturing scott with a trident
1: <laughs> i know right bitch i got a trident um <laughs> no Speaking but about uh, dick, dick dick pics yeah um why'd you have to take it there now they're thinking about it um anyway um yeah, the the uh, the Atlanteans uh, who who game who role play, uh, there's sort of a special relationship. There's a there's a you know six degrees of separation uh, kind of situation where you're probably going to know someone who's in some way involved with White Wolf. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's 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 weird thinking of that.
0: Yeah, I'm actually what I'm looking forward to in this documentary besides just learning stuff I never didn't know to begin with. I want to know how much of my knowledge is actually accurate oh oh
2: man to hear the shit get debunked yeah you're like oh that was not what i thought it was or on the other hand to know that to see them present something that is complete bullshit as (laughs) truth and us to know the truth yeah i mean because it's too (laughs) embarrassing otherwise
0: probably is i mean a lot of the stuff when people are on camera are very different people than uh, than who they portray themselves to be.
2: So, um yeah, I'm a much nicer person when I'm recording this podcast. I'm a total dickwad otherwise. It's true. It's true, audience. It's Don't true. look at me like that, Scott. So,
0: mm. as far as you, know, you, you know, what you did on other news front. Um, real quick, uh, the Beckett's Jihad Diary that I talked about last episode uh, that's been fully funded. So that's going to Stretch Goal land right now, and it looks super rad. Um. Uh, if anyone is going to Gen Con, friend of the show, a guy I've met before named Eloy uh, LaSanta, um, he's the guy who owns Third Eye Gaming. Uh, if anyone's going to Gen Con, he needs some help running some, some of his games at Gen Con. So uh, look him up online. Um, Will this just, be out by then? Yeah, should oh, be. Yeah. Okay. Gen Con's not till like the middle of August, I believe. Oh, cool. Um, cool. so yeah, just look him up, uh look up Third Eye Games and you should be able to find him and get in contact with them.
1: I've uh, I've been to I have never been to Gen Con. I've been to Origins once. Uh that was fun. Uh of course, you know, being being uh being, you know, people of the sea, aka Latin Atlanteans, we are uh of Dragon we are the Dragon Con kind. We are
2: the Dragon Clan in yep. terms uh, of the con scene.
0: I mean I mean Everyone that I know that games goes to DragonCon. I mean, there are people who are
2: going less and less just because they're getting older and they have more responsibilities. Are we not? Are, are we not? Are we not hip? Because we go to DragonCon. No, do oh, we not? Are well, we? Are let's, we not con let's hipsters? Let's be fair.
1: Let's be fair. DragonCon is changing. It's it's huge. They're moving things around. Uh, it, it's we don't like change. Of, we don't like change.
2: There's a ton of rassin and frassin going on. Yeah,
1: such rassin and frassin. Uh, but I mean, speaking of which, I know I'm going this year. Uh, and, uh, we should, uh, we should get, uh, get together a polyhedron meetup, just to see, uh, mm-hmm. how many of oh our... Oh my god, I'd be our...
2: so interested to see if people actually want to come talk oh, to us. Oh, okay, no, that's a good
0: idea, I like that idea, I will put on the docket, we'll figure out a time and a place and we'll let everyone know, uh, at least the episode before yeah, DragonCon, we'll let everyone know, I'll put a post on Twitter, on Facebook. We'll
1: likely in a bar somewhere, you can, uh, we can... At together. least come to
2: punch me in the stomach
0: or and something. And we're probably right? also going to do, uh, probably the episode after DragonCon, we'll do sort of a DragonCon wrap-up, so just explaining, hey, this is the cool, fun stuff we saw. I These are should, panels we're ticket, right?
2: should I buy
0: my ticket? Yeah. Con, should I buy my ticket to the DragonCon? La- I guess I'm doing this. Okay. So the
1: last piece of yeah, news... God, we'll be so hungover, though.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes, we will. But the last piece of news before uh, we skedaddle to the actual topic is something interesting that I read earlier. Yeah, so the next bit of news is that... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons is producing a new adventure called the Storm King's Thunder and set in the uh, Forgotten Realms, the Sword Coast. Um, But what's interesting about it is that they're going to do a let's play of it through a group called Force Grey. Um, And these have, similar if you're familiar with Critical Role or any other sort of YouTuber that does a let's play of tabletop RPGs, there is a whole bunch of pseudo celebrities that are coming together and doing a let's play of it.
2: However, if you want to watch real human beings uh play a tabletop game, <laughs> our good friends at the Play Together project uh have a twi- have their Twitch channel up. They're doing Monty Cook's uh, cipher system, mm-hmm. which uh, I was uh, having talked to Dylan about it a little bit like last night. That system sounds like it's actually pretty cash, like oh, yeah. it-, it sounds like it's very intuitive and very sto- very good about, you know, balance mm. and storytelling with uh mechanics so yeah just uh, go check them out they do their they do their live streams on thursday night and uh you can download the recordings of the streams mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and, and them, go to and or watch them on youtube it's, uh,
0: so that's going to be uh com slash no, let's play together or go to play together
1: no, let's play together it's play together
0: it's the let's play together project that's actually there, specifically their name
1: let's let's pull uh, out our phones and prove matt wrong
0: okay hold on Matt, just keep
2: talking.
1: Yeah.
0: While we oh well, oh, dead air, guys. Well, uh, I've been having a good day, um, <laughs> audience. Um, I've uh, met some relatives, had some fun time with my wife. You know, you know, generally relaxing.
1: Okay, enough of that boring stuff. It's twitchtv slash the project.
2: Okay. So Matt Fine. was unfortunately kind of
1: right. I mean, no, he 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 said it wrong. It was he said let's play together. Man, right. look look, audience. Matthew being wrong is it's just a delightful thing <laughs> podcast
0: you can't dynamite see, you can't see this but i'm doing it as hard as i can <laughs> but anyways let's get on to the actual you know
1: Meat what the show. we're
0: yeah what we're here to actually talk about whimsy you keep saying that word and i don't understand what you
2: mean. matt it's it's just it's just a feeling you get when you're in the sunshine and the fairies are trickling dew on your. Trickling's not a word. <laughs> dripping dew on your forehead. Whatever that uh, means. Well, Scott, what do you think of? Yeah, help you? Ryan out here. Well, I
1: can I can tell you what it's not. Unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> yeah, that is not, absolutely true. That is not whimsical. <laughs>
2: Sorry, everyone. We were having this conversation of just absolute outright confusion at the at this at the phenomenon before the show. It's just it's gonna it's just gonna be part of the part of it now i don't i don't know
1: yeah but anyway no uh Limsey is uh you know it's the lighter side it is well i mean not not a, not even not even not even but it it trends towards that um it's
2: the injection of like the, mon- the it's that whole magical is mundane and mundane is magical but it's mm-hmm. not fantasy but it, it, it can, it can
0: be. be okay but it, it exclusively is not a uh, part of the fantasy genre
1: well, i mean, it's it's you know when you don't take things super seriously or you know it, you, it's it's kind of the opposite of grimdark. you know it's it's there's a bit of you know play to it um there's a
2: playfulness, there's a lightness, even when things are really horrifying, they're also kind of you know floating yeah. fun you know like, so I you mean,
0: would you, okay apologize uh, so you would say it's sort of an adjective to the noun that is the genre,
2: absolutely kind of like. I don't know. Let's. I'm trying to think of a char- like a, a, a character representation that is like simultaneously like evil and gross and wrong, but while also being like kind of fun and silly. Um, I got Johnny one. the
1: homicidal maniac.
2: Um. Okay. I, I would not think of that as whimsy myself, but you're a different human being <laughs> That's than sure I, I am. Let's, let's see. Based
0: on the information you guys are giving me, let's see if I can guess. All right, let's guess. Skeletor from He Man.
1: Little... He man's
2: kind of whimsical. Yeah, it's a little it, whimsical. It's like they've got like super weird little side characters that are complete like bullshit cutesiness. <laughs> but you wanted so somebody who was like super evil, but also, also whimsical. I could I could almost see that because Skeletor is super duper mega evil, but at no point do I fear or take him seriously. Yeah, like it it is that kind of thing. It's like oh, ain't you the most evil little turd? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's
1: it. I mean in relation to gaming, you know, whimsical whimsical gaming. Uh, it, it's the it's the spice. It's the it's the the light-hearted uh you know interlude that uh, keeps you from from getting to uh, storybook too, logic. Yeah, storybook is re- logic is yeah. really
2: where whimsical kind of like you can, if, if anything is being told through storybook logic, mm-hmm. there's likely going to be some amount of whimsicalness. Well, to okay. It. Then
0: please explain just to sort of make sure we're stretching this out and we're we're really getting to understand this. What is storybook logic to you guys?
2: Oh well the tears of the princess have some weird magical power and thus you can heal a person with them. And Mm. only the fairies know this. So Mm. they go about stealing princess tears for whatever purpose you don't know. So it's just that kind of stuff. I think
1: it's a, I mean, it's obviously since we've been, you know, waffling this way and that talking about it, it's a very vague, undefinable kind of, you know it when you see it It, uh, kind of phenomenon.
2: It's super, you know, when you see it, it's just, a moment of like levity in something that could be terrible can be considered whimsical. Yeah. Like
0: um, also I can see it as something that when, what would normally be sort of stark fantasy or sci-fi or horrific, but it's taken to 11 to like an absurd
2: level. Absurdity can, can yeah, sometimes, absurdity can, can can sometimes fall into it.
1: Um, I mean, I think basically, you know, whimsy is when you are certainly when you're not cleaving to the, to the r- rules of the mundane world mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in sort of, not so much like, you know, the idea that there's magic in the world, or that, you know, the supernatural is real, but more of the, the, you know, sort of the common sense, uh, you know, A is A logic of the world. Some would Hmm.
2: consider the secret of Nim intensely whimsical. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is, in fact, it, it, it is, like that, it's actually the best example I can think of, because it's just like, yeah, these mouses have a weird society. there's magic and shit, but there's also some dire things going on. Mm-hmm. but at the end of the, day, there's some cute mouses fighting things. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's that kind of stuff, like the mundane being turned into something much more grandiose, like like
1: which uh, bring... zooming in
2: really, yeah. really far on a small, small thing and showing a really big, complex society around it. Is, uh...
1: bringing that into gaming, uh, there is a wonderful game by the name of Mouse Guard. Uh, which is that it is it is mice in dire situation, uh you know tiny little critters having like big big battles with baby foxes, and
2: I have played one session of mouse guard, it was both hilarious, delightful, cute, and terrifying, oh yeah. Like...
1: No, that baby fox. Whew.
2: That baby fox fucked us up. It
1: really did. We had yeah. to kill it. We had to. Well, it's,
0: as you said, it's a it's a it's a focusing on a, a especially in Mouse Guard's perspective uh, on something very small, something you don't pay a lot of attention to, yeah. but then you can just make it much much bigger and much think, much grandier. I grandiose. think we've
2: kind of like I think that's it. I think if you really want to like talk about like what is like how do you make something whimsical? It's hyper-focusing on something that is intensely granular and making it really big and like like and de- deep and has depth yeah, to it. There's a society in your bookshelf. They worship a god that you've never heard of and it's because of all of yeah, it's because of this. Like and it's there's a thousand years of history in your bookshelf and you don't know about it and you never will, but they're there. It's a whole whimsical fun adventure Ooh. that you could have if you wanted to play a game there.
0: Um sort of, let's let's do something that probably a lot of people are aware of. Let's think about a uh, never-ending story.
2: Yep. yep that... That's about 80 cc's of whimsy injected right into your eyeballs. Okay, <laughs> so it's very,
0: it's very, it, not illogical. There's a rationale there, but the, it doesn't
2: follow, as it's we a, said, real-world logic. Yeah, it's not our human logic.
1: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, fairy tales. I remember
2: before Christmas is dark whimsy up the ass. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's super dark whimsy because it's just this weird sort of microcosm society that's based around a singular concept but Mm -hmm. it's also really weird and gross and kind Mm -hmm. of dark and mean
0: it it will can't the funny thing is that's one of the central themes and i know we're talking about a movie here but that's one of the central themes of sort of that is it's this fight between jack who's sort of the whimsical lightheartedness of halloween and oogie boogie and oogie boogie is the very dark serious cruel yeah cruel and dangerous part of halloween that we all know and their fight and conflict
2: between the two so how does how does this work in gaming right now there's uh, in the game i believe oh is it savage worlds i think it's savage worlds there is a mechanic specifically for like you as a player can invoke zoom in like Mm. you zoom in on something interesting you pick a thing and it's like we this is a thing now like and however and sometimes that can resolve in Something like depending on the the genre that you're working in, you could be like, well, I'm gonna zoom in on, again, like the what's important about this bookshelf, like, and that's where like in tabletop gaming something might careen into mm-hmm. like, well, you find some weird sto- some weird fairy tale bullshit going on in this bookshelf because that's what it is. Savage world is usually used for execution of cyberpunk and mm-hmm. other crazy shit, but I was just like. Uh, to stick with the zooming in on something very small and making it grandiose mm-hmm. as a sort of a concept. That is a game that uses that. I'm trying
0: to think of some other games that
2: are would be considered very whimsical.
1: There's one that I can think of off the top of my head and it's not a very well known game. Uh it's a it's a very a very indie game um that I happen to have like a signed copy of from the author. Uh it's called Deliria. Ah, yes. Uh and Deliria is a very interesting game. The setting is really weird whimsical uh it's i i guess the way you would put it would be it's sort of a game based on the ideas of neil gaiman's neverwhere you know the idea that that there is a a uh, a secret world you know uh, a secret world of fairy that it lies underneath our world and intersects with ours and all sorts of weird stuff happens just just around the corner Mm -hmm. uh kind of thing i really like that game it had a really imaginative thing uh, unfortunately every time i 've tried to play it uh i'll i 'll be kind and say this this the mechanics don 't work for me mm-hmm. um, there the, the the character I could never really make a satisfying character that that had a cohesive theme um and like the 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 various ways of resolving conflict just didn 't mesh with me uh but the setting oh my god the setting uh, it's it 's a wellspring of ideas and it's and it 's incredibly whimsical
2: uh, another one that I, I, I mentioned uh, this game probably about a few episodes ago is called Never After, mm-hmm. written by uh, the one of the people who runs the one of the LARPs where all of us met. Uh, and it is, by its nature, the game is intended to be, in its base state, just the most, like, 1,000% whimsy per second, like, yeah. just as much whimsy. It lives in
0: that world it of, lives in... of absurdity.
2: Uh, basically Never After is a deathless, is basically an afterlife sort of place yeah. where, like, sympathetic magic, storybook logic, which is rule, like, the force of your personality can, can cause world-altering, you know, things to happen. It's the game where I went from being a little red wall like Mouse Knight in, like, in the understair of the Great Library, which contains all the knowledge and all the worlds, to a nine-headed serpent, like, hydra beast that, like, strides worlds and like strikes down evil beings and gods like it's it's that was level i mean there was a lot that happened in between that the game ran for two years but it's just stacking levels of weird complexity on top of one another
0: oh that's another one um I'll go over real quick i don't have uh too much experience with them because one of the games is not out pugmire is is oh, lots yeah. of whimsy because you're playing dogs you're playing dogs in, yeah, a, fan- I mean, in a in a medieval
2: setting I mean, I it quite, I quite literally is, like, Arthurian knight stuff plus whimsy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just do- – that's just what it is. Uh, like,
0: and, then, and so that's another way to characterize whimsy is take something you think is pretty stock standard. Like, we're going to play a medieval setting, and but then we're just going to shift it slightly to the left by making all the PCs dogs and breeds of dogs.
2: And And their culture and their language and the way they speak and the way they act all, like, well, how would dog knights act? Yeah. Like, they're still dogs, but they're also knights. So, like, and they what, have
0: the intelligence of a human being. What so, what
2: vernacular would they use? Like, how would they go about their tasks? All that weird stuff that they do. Like, what is a mount for one of these guys? Like, yeah. what do they ride? That's, I'm sure, whatever the answer to that is, it's going to be whimsical. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: and, um, and also, we, don't probably really need to mention it but changeling the loss and changing the dreaming oh, yeah, were very yeah. white wolf's whimsical games even though it was very much mired in a very dark world um they were the shining sort of little beacons of whimsy and fantasy like just raw fantasy that exists in such a, a dreary think,
2: place i think anyone who has read like the grim fairy tales know that like just because something is whimsical doesn't necessarily mean it's happy, go lucky oh, all the no, time. Some
1: terrible things happen in those books. Some
2: terrible, terrible things can happen in a whimsical setting, like and that's just part of it. Like and I
0: would say that's almost a part partial to some of the stuff we said last episode of like horror is like things that you would expect to happen. Like uh, uh, you would expect a, a, a person getting hurt is a very serious thing, mm-hmm. but if a fairy doesn't treat it seriously, that is a measure of whimsy because mm-hmm. they're not taking it's horrific because they're not taking something that they're doing like, to be uh, very serious
1: my, my hand just cut off hee hee la 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 hee, hee.
2: i guess i have a paintbrush now
1: <laughs> yeah oh, exactly. oh,
2: jesus you I, went there i know
1: um another game uh and actually it's in relation to Neverwhere, uh never after i'm sorry um i was, I was talking with the guy who wrote that adrian and he mentioned that he uh he he, he took an inspiration to like actually start working on it as a game that he's intending to push to Kickstarter as a result of a game called far away land, uh, which is super whimsical. It got Kickstarter started a couple of years back uh, and just went, went gangbusters on the Kickstarter. Uh, and it's, it's very whimsical and it's sort of a, from what I've read, it's like Adventure Time, the the RPG. Mm-hmm. Like it, it oh, it's... I think there course. actually one
2: exists. Mm-hmm. Of course, what that's the example we forgot. Yeah, that's the prime example. That's it. It's fucking Adventure Time. Yeah, there is no show more whimsical on television than Adventure Time. It's all whimsy. That's all it ever yep. is. Even even right now when they're trying to be weird and continuity heavy in the mm-hmm. series, it's just pure whimsy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: They're just, so good at it. Yeah, things just change and, and alter just by the needs of whatever's going on. It like doesn't have much consistency, even though you said that Adventure Time currently is trying to be continuity heavy, which is really hard.
2: Uh, I mean, they're doing an okay job of it, I yep. suppose.
1: Um, I mean, I'm super invested in like Finn and him you know, growing up and getting through his problems.
2: Yeah, I'm glad the puberty phase is over, though. Yeah. I'm glad he's just kind of a dude now.
1: Yep. <laughs> he just needs to get laid, man. And not with Lumpy Space Princess. For, oh, God.
2: Oh, man, that was a bad uh, idea. My lumps.
1: My, uh. my, oh, God.
0: Uh, well, anyways, guys, back to RPG, whimsy RPGs. Um, let's think. So now that we have probably a very good grasp of what whimsy is and good examples, strong examples of what whimsy is, how, what is the best way to use it in an RPG
2: from what we've been saying?
1: well it starts with beer uh and lots of it yeah drinking
2: really does help uh, but any anyway, uh how you implement it it's it just depends on what type of story you're trying to tell right like you have setting as everything so if you're in a story where magic exists obviously like you have to sort of how whimsical is your magic like is mm-hmm. it sympathetic magic does cutting out a little paper crane uh, like, can you bring that to life, and will it start speaking to you? Like, it, it, it's that kind of thing. How does the magic function in your world? if like, right. there is any. Like, what is the supernatural? Does it element? have
0: autonomy? Does it have characteristics of its
2: own? Because, honestly, like, first and foremost, like, there's very few games that can't have whimsy in it. Like, yeah, D20 Modern, Guns Only, Fox Only, Fox only Final Destination. Yeah, you can't it's really hard to inject whimsy into like you're in Uganda in the jungle. You really can't do that. So there has to be some fantasy element. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of Zoe Deschen elementals <laughs> just being like weird all over the place. Uh,
1: yeah. God, I love that term. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's I think one of the biggest important, most important factor is that everyone's got to be bought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can't. You can You kind of can't spring that stuff on your players. Like they gotta. Sure. They kind of. They gotta know the score. Uh, because Nurbic
2: fuck cheese isn't going to like want to cop to your like silly sympathetic magic. He wants to cast fireball. You see.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you basically have to have a table because I mean, it when you're when you're buying into a narrative situation wherein the rules are different from like what you would normally think the rules would be as far as like. How the world works because even in like a fantasy scenario, even in like D and D or anything like that, um, you know, it, it's sort of set you know in a in a human level world mm-hmm. where you know yes, there's magic, but magic is an understood thing. It does it does that thing. It's
0: science. You do A yeah. and B, you get C. Whereas in a whimsy setting, you do A B, you may get J or H
2: or Z. Depends it, on depends on what you threw in at the art at the outset. Yeah, like. Uh, or, never or, after,
1: or the state oh, of your heart like... yeah
2: how much heart you put into it uh never after's system of magic is very very solid into that it's just like you have magical abilities and they are something you have to buy but it's very um it's a purview of what you're capable of mm-hmm. doing like oh well your magic specialty is in deal making like some some shit will go down but you don't necessarily know depending on how well you rolled And it is one of the only systems I've seen in the world where doing too well might fuck you because Mm. like you've you magicked too hard for something that wasn't a big deal. And now you made it a big deal because you made it a big deal. It's like, oh no, I've called in the dead of this of this god creature.
0: Oh no. So when we say Whimsy is is it very external or internal to a character? Like can you, is it a person can, obviously their character can be whimsical if they have characteristics mm-hmm. of whimsy, but obviously those, the characteristics of the person sort of flavor the whimsy?
1: I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know, I guess you could say that it's inherently external because it's about the world not making sense. It's the about set,
2: The setting has to support being whimsical, otherwise you are just a weird girl playing in the rain. I mean, really, just... Oh, yeah, it's true. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like... That's a really good
0: descriptor. I I think I'm going to use that from now on to describe whimsy as the weird girl dancing in the rain. It's just, yeah, you see a person, you see a little girl, she's dancing in the rain. It's like, well, little girls do that. But to a person, a normal person, that is whimsical. That is odd and mildly interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's mildly interesting, and the outside world itself, but it's, like, nothing intrinsic is special. Like, the world doesn't support that as, like, a weird form of magic, and there's nothing, like, mm. it is just a little little pocket of a thing happening. However, like, in a whimsical setting, there might be some greater meaning to what she's up to. Yep. Like, there might be some something more to it. The world has to support whimsy for it to be a game setting.
1: I, I have a, a game idea that's been in my back pocket for a very long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you, if you, uh, if you, if you've listened to the podcast before, remember when we were talking about subnet, uh, about that meeting where, uh, myself, Matthew and Nigel all sat down and we, sh-
2: sh- I was just the greatest interviewer of all time. Oh, yeah.
1: You were so fantastic. You were, you you were, were so really good. Point.
2: Thank you very much, Ryan. Uh,
1: but anyway, uh, anyway, letter. like we all sort of spitballed out some ideas and whatnot. And one of my ideas, uh, was a game, uh, sort of based on the conceit, of you know, uh, you know, in in the '60s and sometimes sometimes in in modern day, you had a you had this trend of people who you know were gonna change the world. You know, they were just gonna do some weird hippie stuff. They were get their crazy energy together. They're gonna take a bunch of psychedelic drugs and just like change the world, man. Uh, with their new with ideas. With their new ideas. I their, met
2: someone like that in the aughts. Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> and their energy would just prevail, man. And the game idea that I have is like what if that worked? Yeah, like, that's what what if, what if the advent of like, you know, psychedelic drugs and like this sort of new age sort of political activism, what if that actually changed the yeah, world? Yeah, the
2: game's called Unknown Armies. Dude. Yeah, know, <laughs> and, and, and guess what? It didn't fucking go well. That
0: is the that is the dark mirror version the of Dark, of dark I mean, Mirror. Exactly. I mean
1: I, I mean cuz my prime example of of things not going well in that regard is well then if if that were the case then then the Manson family would have started a race war like by doing the things that they did yeah. cuz that was their intention. Their intention was we're going to we're going to do some fucked up crazy shit and we're going to get the whites and the blacks, you know, fighting each other and we're going to hide in our little hole out in the uh, hole out in the desert and take over once once society is crumbled. And like that's that's like horrific but it's also, you know, uh, hopeful, hopeful. In like in a yeah. Weird no. way. what what if you're not a crazy psychopath and you want to affect positive change in the world, and you can do it by getting a bunch of hippies together, you know, e- e- eating some sugar cubes, uh, and sugar uh, cubes, yeah, yes. sugar cubes uh and uh you know just having a big drum circle
0: yeah it's just like the power of collectiveness comes together and changes the world um yeah i guess that can be very whimsical
2: uh, uh, i mean something itself is quite capable of it if that's oh what yeah, they, absolutely I, if the it's... domain if the domain that the people that the people have programmed and they have the i want to have like weird fairy storybook logic and all over the fucking place that is something that's 100 percent uh involved and which it's actually very interesting where a party might have a very hard time dealing with that depending on there's actually an entire domain
0: centered pretty much around that
2: which is called checkerboard junction yes don't they fuck around in checkerboard junction yeah don't do it
0: (laughs) yeah actually that's sort of a weird juxtaposition let's go into that just because it's a good example is the idea of checkerboard junction is about is a domain for children it's Mm -hmm. children play grow and learn that's what therefore. Mm-hmm. So it's got all the cartoon whimsy sort of dream logic that you would think mm-hmm. normal whimsy would have. But subnetters and people outside Jekylboard Junction that are not kids take it super seriously. Because of all the security and all the high sort of stakes because children are there as well as other more shady things are going on. Because of that, you create a situation where People take it super seriously, and that's sort of whimsy. That's sort of a, another whimsy. The way that Ryan acted, which was you don't f around in Checkerboard Junction. That's whimsy yeah. because the expectation is to be stereotypical whimsical in mm-hmm. Checkerboard Junction. But to him, he's got to be stone
2: cold serious about everything because he doesn't know
1: because the security programs yeah. are top notch. Because and...
2: I'll tell you what, like the freaking that that you know that gingerbread man drinking milk at the bar. Mm-hmm. He'll fucking cut your head off. Like, yeah. he'll kill you if you if you fuck around too hard. Yeah. And that almost happened in the <laughs> subnet playtest that we had. Yeah. That guy, that gingerbread man, was very scary, and I did not want to fuck with him. <laughs> and, and then there was a bounce castle, and then things went wrong.
0: And, and so that's another example of whimsy, is whimsy can be your stock standard, but by injecting something that's unexpected, something that's different than what you're what it's there well, that's
2: actually uh the death of the the death of whimsy is actually a pretty common storybook mm-hmm. trope of you know oh magic's fleeing the world like the world some some force has come into this world of magic and wonder in this case like in never ending story it was yeah. a nothingness and stuff like that and it is sucking like the fairies are losing their immortality the spirits are going to sleep yeah. magic is no longer functioning the way it should and everything's just falling apart because some terrible entity is draining all the whimsy and magic from the world. Mm-hmm. And that's actually... I've been in a t- couple of tabletops where that that, was a... that's the conceit, and you have to go stop this terrible, soul-sucking monster from like yep. breaking your, the world that you love. Mm-hmm.
0: Changing the Dreaming is like that because you have a trait called banality, which is literally a counterbalance to how normal are you, and like how much the world sort of 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 uh, normal things sort of oppresses you. How
1: much do you care about your taxes?
0: Yeah. Do you do your taxes on time and every year? Yeah. Ooh, take a point of banality.
1: I guess another uh another thing uh that is sort of a trope of, of banality is, you know, the oh I'm sorry, the uh, trope of whimsy is the the one normal dude. Uh the, hmm. the uh the, stranger in a strange stranger in a strange land. The yeah, you know you 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 are you know you you lace up your loafers and you you know you get to the tube station on time and but but then you went down an alley and now you're suddenly there's a cat talking to you and um, you're a wizard Harry you're you're a wizard Harry uh,
0: Harry Potter yeah that very first story is very whimsical because he's just a normal oppressed abused child who realizes he's much bigger. A bigger deal than he ever expected.
1: And there's always some magic asshole <laughs> with the destiny to fight and to win and receive treasure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks,
2: baby cakes.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, what other things about whimsy can we dredge up? And we can now broaden our perspective. We talked a lot about RPGs, and that's great. And it's just,
2: like... it's just. Finding out that the world is way, 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 way more complicated than you thought it was. Yeah. Or, is, yeah,
0: or it doesn't, and it doesn't operate on the normal rules that you yeah, the
2: laws expected. You, yeah, the rules you thought exist in, like, your normal everyday are completely wrong and dictated by something that you have no concept of understanding of. And, I mean... That you know, I, I may have just also described an H.P. Lovecraft story, yeah. which it's kind of in its own direction, like yeah, this own. That's very dark, dark, whimsy. Dark whimsy in its own way is like, oh uh, well, I'm sorry you thought that you're you mattered. Yeah. Uh, the, the that that's the, that
0: borders that line of whimsy and ho- straight up horror because as we explained horror is you really don't have agency you don't have any any ability to affect lasting or
2: substantial change well, even in like even in like mythos like they are considered to be like oh they're whimsical fun huh? but in old mythos don't you don't want to deal with them. They're really oh. scary and terrible
0: because they have powers that you don't have, and they don't operate on human logic. They
2: don't. They don't think like you think, and yeah. Your, yeah. and your mortality isn't much of a concern to them. Like they don't get why that's a big deal to you. So uh, yeah, they might just take your toes because they need them for something. Yep. Don't ask.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what they don't grow back.
0: Eh. <laughs> uh, let's think of other thing. Exalted definitely had some whimsy in stereotypical in that it had yeah. in the, the fair folk. I
2: will say that the game that we all played together, there was just this tu- this lovely touch of whimsy. Oh, yeah. In that we were dealing with the unassailable vampire princess was one <laughs> of the abyssals yeah. we were dealing with.
1: Oh, we made fun of her so bad.
2: Yeah, we really did. And, I mean, Chaz, God we, love him. Yeah, we <laughs> couldn't
1: we
0: couldn't take her seriously. It's like, your name is Unassailable Vampire Princess. I mean, we as role players like, no are like, are you serious?
2: Dude. Are you kidding me? And he was dead serious. And, you know, like, we're like, okay, I guess we're going to fuck over Unassailable Vampire Princess (laughs) through comic books, because that's what I did. Yeah, Strangler Chew. Strangler Chew wants you to join the cult of the Neverborn.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a form of whimsy. That's just Uh, absurdist. It It just goes into that level of absurd. It's really absurdly
2: weird that there is this guy named Strangler Chew, who is the leader of a death cult, and it's... But I mean, I just found that so delightful that his name was Strangler Chew, of all things that I put him in my comic books.
0: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I don't uh, now whimsy as, as Ryan explained is probably not for everyone, not for every GM, and not for every story. Um, you definitely gotta like that sort of thing. And if you don't like that thing, yeah, definitely don't try to shoehorn it. Guess, You're probably I not gonna do it, could it well.
2: Crawl through a dungeon or something. I don't yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But it's if just...
1: you've you know ever read anything by Neil, by Neil Gaiman and, and found it that it gave you joy, uh, then uh, yeah, he... you'll probably uh, you'll probably get yeah. a pick out of
2: it. See works of Neil Gaiman for whimsy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um,
0: actually, something I've always enjoyed because I have sent all the Sandman in my book collection right to my right right now. Uh, I've always thought it'd be really really fun because I always thought the side characters obviously Dream is a very important mm-hmm. character, um, but I always found all of his Sort of minions, his servants. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I think it would be a fantastic, whimsical game to be. You like you oh, play yeah. the raven, you play the uh, the uh, jack o' lantern janitor, mm-hmm. you play those guys in this in dreams world. Jack o' lantern where... janitor. Yep. Is
2: there more whimsical a thing? I don't think there is.
0: That's pretty goddamn whimsy. Oh, okay. Because because those characters, they don't just exist in the dream, they also exist. They can go outside of the dream and interact with other realms of existence, which that was... plays up in whimsy all the time, because uh, things that aren't expected mm-hmm. m- met, uh, run into each other.
1: There was a short-run comic series about that jack o janitor. What was there? Yeah, it was, uh, it was like a Marv agent of dream. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, kind that's of a playoff right of Agent of Shield, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was cool. That's that's delightful. Yeah, yeah, it really was.
2: And I guess that's another way to categorize whimsy: delightful. I mean, even if it's terrible, it makes you go hee. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: that's that's.
1: I mean, yeah, depending on your sense of humor and your sense of uh, what what is or is not uh, disgusting or or vile. Uh, you can you can find perverse pleasure in 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 weird the weirdest things.
2: Yeah, Scott, I see that creeping smile on your face, and I know you're just thinking of that black wig in your closet. Oh
1: uh, yeah, I know.
2: Scott, why do you have a black wig in your closet? Fucking hut witch.
1: Yeah, um, there is a character, an NPC that I play, uh, who uh is is quite famous uh, in in the game. Uh, everyone knows her. Everyone does not like her. Um. Yeah, it's gotten
2: drag. Uh, for it's, a... it's
1: me in very bad drag. <laughs> like really um,
2: not, not working on it. Too like hard. like
1: this, this is a character that, that we did not come up with. This is a character that our friend Dolores, who wrote a lot of uh, the, the material for fractured, uh, the sort of the base material included in, uh, in their, uh, in, in the sort of the baseline setting. Uh, and uh, she gave us notes. She's all like, okay, whoever plays the hut, Witch, it can't act. It cannot be a biological woman. Uh, and it cannot be a pretty man. Uh, so I was all like, well. well, it looks like you were born to play this like role, born... Scott Cuban. Well, you also have to have just a deep well of hate inside yeah, of you. It, it,
2: it, you have to just want to, like, you want to be able to spew interesting curses and, like, never give an ounce of positive feedback mm-hmm. to anything anyone ever does except to belittle them a little bit and pat them on the head like a dog. So to give an
0: outsider's perspective on the Hut Witch. Every time the Hutt Twitch shows up, I run away and try to hide because I don't want to interact with Scott in this drag costume. <laughs> but I cannot stop laughing. I no one who is not directly involved with the Hutchwitz can stop laughing.
2: It's true it's because very, it's ridiculous. very very ridiculous.
1: And if anyone wants, like I okay, I'll, I'll toot my own horn here a little bit. If anyone actually wants to see this character, uh, there's a series of videos that I have made, and they mostly uh, they're made for the gaming group. Like I can't imagine they get wide express wide. Uh, Wide acceptance anywhere else, but it's called Hut Witch Advice Hour. Look for it on YouTube. You'll see my delightful face. And, uh, uh, and yeah. just the horror that, that, that comes from the show. Pure,
2: character. unadulterated vitriol just and comes here, out the cute of uh, thing, uh, Scott's man. mouth. It's wonderful that you run away and get to snicker. I've had a front row seat more than once <laughs> to the whole experience. I feel sorry and for you, And I man. play, like, a pretty hardened killer, war demon, and even he is like, no, nah, don't fuck with that thing. <laughs> no good, man. You won't it's, win. It's she's just nasty. Keep, keep it happy. Well,
1: I think That's... I mean it, uh, and and sort of to 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 pull the curtain back even a little bit more. Um, it's it can be difficult because I'm not a great fighter. Like I I just I don't swing boffer weapons very well. Uh, so you know I, I kind of have to outsource a lot of the brutality. Um, so it, it's. It can't. That can be a challenge when you yourself are not capable. Like, like even if I, regardless of the stats that I had, were to try and fight Ryan, I probably wouldn't go out well. I'd have, I'd have to cheese it out to a ridiculous degree.
2: To where it's just like there was no point of me. Why did we have stats? Why didn't we? Ju- why yeah. didn't we just, describe did you just say thing? I win?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it, it's about a sort of engineering the scenario. Um, and, you know, we're, we're talking a little bit, a bit about horror here, uh, but it's, it was also incredibly whimsical. Uh, the, was... the,
2: the most, okay, so this is the scenario. <laughs> Since, I mean, this is about whimsy and role-playing games, right? Yeah. This is one of the most terrifying things that has ever happened to my character in this game, is that we thought we were going on just a little smash-and-grab job to get, to take out some thugs.
1: You are going to get an axe. We right? were going
2: to get some, yeah, whatever. I didn't even care. I was like, oh, I get to beat someone up and it's justified? Hooray. Like, are these bad guys? Oh, they're bad guys. Awesome. For once, I don't have to feel guilty about killing someone. Um. So the way the room was set up was kind of a zigzag pattern of tarping. And they were in the back, like, the middle zigzag part, and I was fighting them. But then, like, a hold was called. And, no, actually, a hold was not called. I just heard basically a voice effect paralyzation effect on myself.
1: Oh no, that's not what happened. No, that's not no, that's no, right. I, I said I I sent out a couple of uh things that just had killing strikes all day. That's right. You just like,
2: sent some minions out and beat the living shit out of us that had and we had no way to stop them. Yeah, no. At which juncture we when we were all down, mm-hmm. everyone was down in different parts of the room, but I had a full view like I was basically at the front of the people who were in the PCs, mm-hmm. but there were some NPCs down in front of me mm-hmm. and we got the par we got the paralyzation effect to go off across us. And then Scott comes out as the fucking hut witch and describes <laughs> and, and basically the description is the hut witch unhinges her jaw and consumes this screaming man wholesale like like a snake. And Doug, God love him Really sold being eaten alive. <laughs> so
1: she was screaming and begging, and so, it was just yeah. So Ryan was the only one that actually like saw, saw this, and and apparently so the look everyone of, else saw Ryan's face, and that I couldn't have, I couldn't have blocked it out better.
2: And my face, like I don't show fear like as this character. So the fact that my face was showing abject horror and just distress and just screaming at people to go get help or go get what she's asking for for god's sake do something do whatever do do appease what is... her
0: appease her or horrible horrible things are going to happen
2: yeah she's like go get me this person and started walking towards me i'm just like oh god please 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 because it's just like i'm about to get eaten oh no i'm about to get eaten it's gonna be the worst thing ever like i can't even imagine what's inside of her stomach i don't want to think about <laughs> it
0: <laughs> yeah she's in so that's which i guess is a great example of just that mixture of whimsy and horror put together because mm-hmm. she, she's ridiculous like you can't help but laugh at her the things she says and something that does but then when you work out what she actually is and the things she she makes you're just like
1: or when that or when that gaze gets turned on you yeah
0: you're like i oh this now. is what yeah this is what it feels like oh i'm so sorry uh uh whatever you want i'll do it i'll do it
1: yeah i mean it, it, it's fun it, it's a challenge to play her i only bring her out in October. Uh, that is her. That is her month. That is her season, uh, and uh, that's that's good because I couldn't do that all the time.
2: No, no. Nor do we want nor, Scott nor, to do that. Yeah. Well, time. no.
1: It would it would lose its impact. It would lose its impact. Yeah.
2: Just every time we run into her, it's it's an experience. Yep. Like,
1: and I've I've tried to up the ante every time I bring her on on stage. Like she but, held
2: court last time. It was yeah, it was exactly. very it was weird.
1: Wonderful. It was uh, it was great. They got I, I people brought they brought me presents. It was wonderful. I got to disgustingly eat a steak in front of everyone. Oh, oh, it was, oh. Uh, uh, yeah, but no, I mean, and, and that's, that is, that is one way of doing whimsy is, is going absurdly gross and absurdly terrible. Uh, You know, beyond the, beyond the limits of what would be considered, you know, reasonable, right. Uh, and proper, right. And proper terror, right. And proper evil. And it's like, well, that's the thing. it's things like it, it's it's, as terrible as she is, it's hard to call her evil. Mm. Um,
2: Yeah, well... She's just being her as hard as she knows how to be. Well, (laughs) she's evil from, like, a
1: human
0: perspective, but it's... But it's not... She's not being evil at us. And most... She's being cruel. She's being mean,
2: but she's never like, I have to go out and fuck with this person completely. She's
1: generally on your side.
2: Yeah, Weirdly enough, she's an ally and that's the scariest part
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) these are the concessions we had to make to survive in the terrible
1: terrible world Mm -hmm. that we live in and
0: that's a good way of using sort of that outrageous whimsy uh that and the uh uh, was it the underwood court
1: uh oh my favorite my babies Uh, the shit
2: fairies
0: yeah that's all you guys need to know about them they're shit fairies they're fairies that are just dark and, and occasionally funny
2: yeah their only redeeming quality is that they are sometimes funny yeah Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, they're they're like you don't want to go to one of their stand-up shows. is all I'm <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: really not fun. Oh, uh, they just
2: it just they just slay everyone in the yeah, room. Yeah. Uh, and, and... Actually, if you don't fuck around too hard, they won't. They just want you to listen to their terrible humor, like join bad in. jokes,
1: and join in. They want you to join in. They want you to degrade well, see, yourself they, they a want, bit. It's along the lines of they don't want they don't want to win. They just want everyone else to lose, <laughs> um, and and be and you know maybe chuckle a little bit as it happens. Like I, like they're like if you know anything about Exalted, my my I took a lot of inspiration from the Ebb uh, and Dragon, uh, and and but then I threw in a little bit of Looney Tunes. Uh, just to just to <laughs> no, give them a little bit little spin. Yeah, because
0: if they were just dark, they they would be terrible, but we wouldn't take them as seriously because, or or we wouldn't be as entertained by them like, if they weren't a little looting
2: too. Every every voiced Underwood Court thing that talks has a silly voice. Mm-hmm. Like the baseline creatures are these little shit fairies called slobs. They're all geniuses, like mm-hmm. to to a, to a man, and all of them have the voice of the goblin sapper from Warcraft. Or the goblin, uh, the goblin Zephin Zephlin pilot. What? You know, like yeah. the really shrill, terrible voice. And it's all of it. It's a role play requirement. Is when you're playing one, you have to be loud, screechy, and say the worst things possible.
1: And, and that, I mean, that sort of the injection of whimsy, especially in a LARP scenario, is damn near vital. Um, because, I mean. If if you try and be, you know, super serious Grimdark all the time, the natural instinct of every player is eventually they're gonna start making fun of it. Yeah, and that's like because there's only so much of that you can take. And if you make it a part of the world, if you put Whimsy in there as sort of a, 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 a secondary flavor.
2: As a relief valve. As a release
1: valve, then then it's okay.
2: It's okay for this. It's good for player psychology as well. Like um, it, it'll it make us a nicer, it makes us nicer people here and there. because can yeah. just, it, it really, really helps to relieve the whole murder hobo problem. <laughs> that um, that D- tabletop and LARPing mm-hmm. has. And
0: I, I guess that's, that's a good way to sort of like put it together is that uh, whimsy, like we were talking, that's right. We were talking last time, and this wasn't sadly wasn't recorded. when We were talking about it is that the idea of human psychology can't handle dark, sad things, it's got to try to go towards uh, a safe zone. And that safe zone is either go find things that are comforting or try to make fun of the dark thing, mm-hmm. try, to, try to make it humorous so that you don't get mired in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so, that's a good way to use the whimsy to inject that relief when things get too dark when it, they get
2: too sad it's actually i think in in terms of like its usage and role-playing i think that's really the key i think you I think you've nailed it it's like it is what makes the grim dark tenable it is what makes mm-hmm. like constant barrage of atrocity a little bit okay like mm-hmm. here and i mean yeah we're, we're coming from the aspect of a very grim and mm-hmm. dark game but there's always been elements. Yeah, of Yeah, but it. hell,
1: even even in D anD D, you're in a dark dungeon, you're slaying terrible monsters. You know, you're 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 doing things that normal like you're doing things that would would earn you PTSD. Uh, right. Like like it doesn't matter how like you know you know uh like Tolkienian or 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 whatnot. You know, relative relatively bland the setting is. Like you're still in dark places with terrible with weapons and going up against things with big teeth, like. You can get fucked up after that. Well, and, and But then you go to Rivendell and, and, and dance with the elves.
0: What also, but while you're hacking at orcs, it's like the dwarf makes a crack about splitting one of their heads open, and then everyone laughs, and it's better. It It is like everyone feels better because the, there's a reason there's gallows humor. Mm-hmm. Gallows humor says, well, we just hung a dude today. It's like, you have to make fun of that, or the seriousness of, we just hung a dude today. We'll get you down. We'll, we'll mire you it's in the It's that
2: whole empathy thing that humans have. It can cause kind of a problem when you take the life of a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: And uh, I, I apologize. I know we're, we're sort of moving this conversation to, to the dark and gritty and seriousness, but it's, it's a natural counterbalance to most of what whimsy is portrayed by is this very bright – over-the-top lightheartedness that can come around and they sort of can balance each other they go
1: hand in hand i mean like as much as the 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 light and the the fun of whimsy can can add uh you know add some some tenableness to the to the darkness uh some injection of some some terrible circumstance or some some dire situation uh into a whimsical setting can like you know, really focus things. It the can, fox
2: in Mouse Guard. Yeah, the fox
1: in Mouse Guard. It's like,
2: like, oh god, we were having a nice conversation about seed stores. Mm-hmm. Oh god! The,
1: oh, this monster! Jim's oh, dead. Yeah, this he terrible ate monster. Jim. I was like, but it was just a baby fox, man. It's oh, so cute. It's so cute. Dude, but it's and so, it just ate him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, it, it the dark and the light, the the horror and the whimsy play off each other and it's usually best to have if you're going heavy on one direction to keep a little keep a little baggy uh just just at the ready uh the other Mm
0: -hmm. and i would i would agree with that it definitely gives contrast Mm -hmm. it gives perspective on what you're doing so the, the the lights are a little bit brighter or the darks are even Darker, Mm -hmm. so that you can more get the full range of what the story is trying to tell you. It
2: keeps your baseline right, yeah, and that and that's really important, and especially if you're trying to get something across as dire or fun, like. If, if If your baseline's all fucked up, things just don't have the same impact anymore right yeah. I agree,
0: I totally agree, and we're coming up on to about an hour now, so cool. let us wrap up. It has been a lovely conversation about whimsy uh, uh, If you guys have any thoughts, or comments. About whimsy or anything else we've talked about here on Polyhedron. Yeah, I'd be really
2: should. interested to see what other people have to say about this topic. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's, if, it's really broad and kind of all over the place. I and mean, if there if
1: there are games that we didn't talk about that you know do do that you think do a good job of summing this you know encapsulating this this idea, let us know. We'd love to hear about it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, polyhedronpodcast at gmail dot uh, That's to talk to us directly. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter. I am at BioImportance.
2: I am at Arduous, R-J-U-O-U-S.
1: I am at Divis Mulcav. Uh,
0: and uh, lastly, if you really like the show and you really want to show support, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron and just think about becoming a patron today.
1: And a final note, uh, I don't believe we've settled on what uh, game we're going to be reviewing uh, this uh, this time around. So if you have a suggestion please let us know. We would love to hear your suggestions, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll pick up those books, and we'll give them a read, and we'll tell you what we think.
0: Absolutely. I'd love to actually do that. That'd be a fantastic I thing a for the show, is to go, hey, yeah, we got a poll, or we got a lot of requests for this specific game. The fans, the audience, wants, wants us to review it and go over it. I'd be happy to. Absolutely. So from everyone here at Polyhedron, um, have, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.